Okay, good morning everyone, welcome back. We're continuing with the Sunday morning breakfast and learn, and continuing with Hilchas Tam Torah. We're going to begin just by um, wrapping up two, two points, two brief points from last week. We were talking about, um, even though Tam Torah can make a kulam, but everything can be daicha Tam Torah. We were talking about managing conflicts between Tam Torah and other mitzvahs. Every mitzvah can push Torah out of the way. And we don't say Isaac from Mitzvah Patim in a mitzvah by learning. We explain why you don't say Isaac from Mitzvah Patim in a mitzvah when it comes to um, when it comes to learning, uh, two, maybe three brief points. So first of all, um, <clears throat> the Rambam, the Rambam famously brings down the Heter, the Ben Azai Heter. And the Mepharshim want to know, how does that stim with Shulchan Aruch, this ruling of, you don't say, from every mitzvah can push Torah out of the way. He said either because Torah is, is, is not an ongoing mitzvah, or because it would be a steer to the nature of Torah. If Torah is all almanas la'asois, so if you're not going to be Isa, that's a steer. Or, um, 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 moment. He's renewing itself? Yeah, we said that one. Um, Yeah, there's another Mahalach, we'll come back to it soon. Um, but we, we, we gave a number of Mahalach last week why, um, <clears throat> why we don't say this rule of Isaac Mitzvah when it comes to learning. Um, so the question is, you know, the Gemara the, the, uh, says that Ben Azai um, didn't get married. He may have been engaged, according to the Rishonim. He was perhaps engaged to keep his daughter, actually. Uh, Tysus says this. Uh, he may have been married and divorced. Um, in any case, he, he remained single. He, that was Batsim single. And the Ram says that someone who says, Cheshki B'Torah, that my passion is in learning. I don't want to get married. He has the Benazai Hatter. He can, he can remain single. He can put all of his, his passion and his, his, his love and his focus in Kayach in, 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 into, into his learning and not get married. So uh, the Shailas, how does that, how does that shtim with the, um, this, this, this ruling in Shulchan Aruch that we saw last week, the Isaac Mitzvah put him in a mitzvah, it doesn't apply to learning. Every mitzvah pushes learning out of the way. So marriage should push learning out of the way. How can we have a ruling that, in a, that the, when the Rambam does bring this down, that a person can be like Ben Azai and say, I, you know, I just can't think of anything but learning. I can't think of getting married. I can't think of having a wife to take care of, having children to take care of. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't seem to pan itself out in halacha. We don't say this, this rule by, by, uh, by Tamil Torah. I say mitzvah puts him in a mitzvah. So uh, they want to say, Rebbe Hanan actually, Rebbe Chanan Vassman writes, yeah, it's taka, that, that idea, this, the, the, the Ben Azay Mahaluch, of saying, um, that my passion, my love, is, is my, my focus, all in Torah, and I can't think of anything else, is not a heter based on Isaac B'mitzvah, and a mitzvah that I'm orangutan, I'm so immersed in my learning, that exempts me from getting married. Says Rabbi Chanan, it's a, it's, it's a patur of oinus, he's an onus. He, he's, he's of such a, he's, he's such a caliber, his connection to learning, his love in learning, his passion in learning, he's pushed not capable of getting married. So, in other words, it's a simon. It's not a, to, 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 to apply and translate what Rebbe is saying. It's not like a heter. It's more, it's an indicator of the fact that the guy is, 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 is putter from marriage because of how connected he is to his learning, how much of a passion, a love, a folk, he's just totally, totally absorbed in his learning, immersed in his learning. He can't think of anything else. So he, he, he becomes an Aynus, what we call an Aynus, Aynus Patri Rachmana. He's part of her marriage, not because of, of, of the, being Isaac and Tamatira, because he's not 
holding by getting married because of his choshka nafshi batoy. Very interesting, but it, they, they grabbed in it. It makes perfect sense. It goes very nicely with this, with the, with the, with the Mahach and, and Shulchan Aruch and, and everything that we mentioned last week. Um, um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, that was the third Mahalach. It slipped my mind earlier. The third approach, just to put everything together, the three approaches in, in, we gave last week and why you don't say Isaac Mitzvah Pateh Mitzvah when it comes to learning. Um, one is because it's not an ongoing mitzvah, it's every moment, every millisecond is a new mitzvah, so all the mitzvahs can push Torah out of the way because they happen you know, the next possible second. The, the other one was it would be a conflict to Godel Talmud Torah maybe Lidei Maisa. And if I'm not going to be uh, do Maisa, that's a steer to Torah. The third approach is that since Talmud Torah is Dvarm Shein Lam Shir, you never reach the point where you were Yoytza Torah, you, you, you would by definition never be able to do any mitzvahs because um, I, I'm in the middle of learning. And in Talmud Torah, you never finish learning. You never finish that mitzvah. So if there would be a club, Isaac Mitzvah, we're learning, the Torah wouldn't be able to give you any other mitzvahs. It must, but, it must be that Torah is an exception. Uh, to the rule of in, in any case, but a marriage, so you should be marriage should push Torah out of the way. Why? Why is? Why do we have this Ben Azayhetter in the Ram? Torah says someone who is capable of saying I can't even think about marriage. I can't think about a wife. I can't think about kids. It's clear that he's an Oynus. He's an Oynus. He's an Oynus. Uh, that's your. I, I, I'm not giving editorials. I'm just giving you love this. He's giving you love this. I'm not giving you an editorial. He's Ninus. He's a Ninus. Is it Chisar? Is it maybe it's a Milo? I don't know. Maybe it's a Milo for someone to be so arrogant in his learning to have the Ben I don't know. I'm telling you what. What are you Ramam for? It's a Ramam. It's a Ramam. To give us a sack. Yeah, yeah. Good. You need the Ramam to be Kaveh. That's called Ninus. Maybe, maybe maybe we don't maybe we don't recognize it. Maybe we say maybe we don't, we're not guys that is known as. Maybe he feels his mission to 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 lift up the up the he hurt himself all this. What? Maybe he feels a mission to to teach Jewish people. Maybe he feels special that he has something. Right, that right. That's deliver, part of it. Yeah. Deliver to those Jewish people. That's why he did not do the mitzvah to get married and get. get yeah, yeah. So it's that it's that right, right. I think it begins with that. And it's, he feels that so so powerfully that he that pushes everything else out of the way. To be married, you have to have a certain. Everyone knows, right? Yeah, Max knows. Everyone knows. Marriage requires a certain amount of headspace, emotional headspace. It requires attention. It requires a, time, time. time, time, emotions, energy. So if you you don't have it. You simply don't. So you're not. He Again, so it comes out. Is not the seed, but it's the simon. Someone who's holding by saying that, he's, he's pushed not holding by getting married. Yeah, he's trying to tell the Ramam's doing. He can't, he can't. So what's Ramam? Did he get therapy and do it? Then he could do it. He, he who, first of all, so, so who said, who said that, that we consider that Ninus? Maybe maybe get married? Aval Pikeng. Oh, get married to Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, whatever. A lot of people are getting married off of PK. That's what keeps therapists in business, right? So, so anyway, uh, yeah. Good, good. All right, Rabbi Say. So that's that, but it's very interesting. So that's Rabbi Chanon, and that's a nice hashlama to last week. Um, um, uh, yeah, so we're also talking about how any mitzvah pushes Talmud out of the way. Um, 
this includes Heksher mitzvah. It's not just the mitzvah um, that comes, mitzvah kibbutz of aim pushes Tamatari out of the way or any other such mitzvahs, but Heksher mitzvah, getting ready for a mitzvah, preparing for, doing hachanas to make the mitzvah that also pushes Tamatari out of the way. So that would mean, you know, you're part of a matzah chabur, you go baking matzah um, before Pesach, so you may have to be mavatal one of your starim. You know, you want to have first seder, second seder, night seder, all the way till bedikas chametz. If someone, someone wants to be a part of a matzah chabur, make his matzah behider, so he, he has a heter, not only heter, a chiv, if, he, if that's how he makes his matzahs, to take off a night seder one night and go bake matzahs, and that's not called bittel tamatar, it's called the mitzvah of achilas matzah is pushing tamatar out of the way, because that's a hechshah mitzvah, the hachan of matzah is part of the mitzvah that pushes tamatar out of the way. So I remember when I was uh, in my Eretz Yisrael, Yarn, so when I was in the mirror, in the mirror, so I, I, I got involved in a, someone, someone had a, happened to uh, uh, snag me and yank me into a, uh, I was part of a chabur in the mirror, in, in Eretz Yisrael, the, the matzah chaburs. Go, everyone bakes their own matzahs because nobody trusts, you know, it's funny, the, the shvachsta hechsher in Eretz Yisrael is better than the, than the, than the, than the hechsher in, in, in America, Pashas, right? The, the worst hechsher generally in Eretz Yisrael is better than the best hechsher here. Yet nobody trusts the best hechsher in Eretz Yisrael when it comes to Pesach, the chabur, No, 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 no. If I didn't bake it, if I wasn't there when they made the matzah, then you don't eat your matzah. Which is Tamapel, because if you, anyone here ever been to a matzah bakery? This thing is such a, hef- a hefkerveld. <laughs> the, the most chametz you find is, is in the matzah bakery. It's crawling with chametz. These guys are tossing dough left and right. Too many shiyas, so they throw it on the floor, they throw it into the corners. The place is crawling with chametz. Mamashik matzah bakeries. And like yeah, they have the guy running around. No shiyas, no shiyas, no shiyas, no shiyas. But, so they have that one guy whose job is to shout at everybody. But, the, the, but the, there's so many moving parts, so many people. Uh, okay, it's, it's a whole, it's part of the, uh, the as we say, the chavoyo, the chavaya. Uh, the Eretz experience, you make your own matzahs, you don't trust anybody else's matzahs, you don't trust the Eid Haredes, Pesach time. Good, shoy, so you make your own matzahs. So I got into this... What? Right, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... There's, there's, there's a lot of... Yeah, yeah, right. There's a lot of... I'm sorry, there's a lot of... It's true, that, that's, that's one of the arguments against the... Um, for, for uh, you know, getting the Eid Haredes matzahs. There's there's they want there's Rishonim that say that it's a hitter to have matzahs that didn't even have that weren't left un, unattended for a split second. That's really where most of these chaburs are coming from. There's a rush. The rush says that even though the Gemara says uh, you have 18 minutes till it starts being nechmatz, um, but it's it's mohuder. You don't let there be even a momentary shashia colder. Russian of a rush. So that's that's really the avekstel of most of these chaburs is um, I make sure that the the, the dough is being. Uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, ice cream butcher the whole time, the people are... The people that do it the whole year are better at it than the people that come in once. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. So I, the truth is, my chavura evolved a little bit. There used to be that the whole matzah chavura, and it's getting close to Pesach, so we can talk about this, and it's almost shleishim yom karim achag. So it used to be the, uh, the, the, um, the, the, the whole chavura was all young light. And it, it, it's like, these guys, they know how to make matzah. You know, in, in Europe, who baked the matzah in Europe? The babushkas, the, the yeah, all the babas. And I, I, I think in, in, in um, some of the uh, some of the bakeries in, in, bar, in, in bar parks, some big ones, they stopped. They stopped? I think so. In Europe, it was all the babushkas. That's who was, the, the, who was baking the matzah, because these, they, they, these women know how to make matzah. 
They know how to roll it. They know how to make it really thin. They know how to get into the ovens. There was even Bismana Gemara. The Gemara talks about the Sugis of Tzachim. It's more in the Gemara that there was the women that were making the matzah. The women made the matzah. So you think Avrecha Mir Yungalite know how to make matzah? They know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing, but they had the, the two professionals that they had was the, the, they only had two professionals all the way at the end. The guy who had to put the matzahs onto the stick onto the pole, and the guy who put the into the oven took them out. Those are the professionals because that you know you're gonna get burnt. You're gonna, gonna get the oven's gonna you know that you have to have professionals. Everyone else was Yungalite, but as as time went on, they hired more and more and more of the like the um, they didn't told us iron bakery. And told us Iron had their own, like the Hasidullah that, that did this all year round. That, they were professionals. So as time went on, just like they got more and more and more of these professionals, and it, it, it became less and less and less um, done by the younger light themselves, the Bnei Chabur. The Bnei Chabur were just kind of milling around, shouting at the Toldos Iron guys <laughs> not to do any shiiz. So instead of having one person shouting at the people making the matzahs, you had like, like 15 people walking around shouting at all the Toldos Ironics. You know, the, the people that were they're rolling the dough and, and, and flipping it around. And uh, they were good sports, you know, they took it, they, you know, they were getting paid, so they, they, they took it in stride. Um, but but uh, the kids are, the kids are, so getting back to this, so, so the Maizu, you had to take off time to go make your own matches. That's, that's part of the, what goes involved, what goes into um, uh, any mitzvah pushing Tamatar the way, including a Heksher mitzvah. I, I, I gotta remember in the, in the beginning years of Ere Matzachabur, when it's still all the Yingle Light that were doing everything, and they weren't being Saimachan that told us iron uh, rollers and the, uh, uh, what do they call that guy again? The one that makes the holes. Radler. Does he, what? The Radler, maybe. Yes, maybe the Radler, yeah, the Radler. So anyway, so before the, but when it was still all the Mir guys, so there was one, the, the Masmid Atom, the Masmid of the Mir was also in the Chabura. A lot of Chosha, uh, I was in the Chabura with uh, uh, Rav Gershon Meltzer was in this Chabura, of Aaron David. I, I had a friend that much older, was older than me. He like yanked me into this chabura, so I got to see everyone in, in action. It was, it was very, very, actually very, very nice to see. You know, Gershon was the pesuk of the of the chabura. He was, the, you know, if anyone had a shiloh, did they need to throw the mats onto the floor? Not to throw the dough. You know, three and a half seconds went by. Were they still allowed to use it? Was it still called matzah? So he was the pesuk there, and the Rabbi Aaron David was there. So there's one uh, the, the masmid of the, of the mir was also in this chabura, the masmid, and his job. So he was the masmid of the mir, and and. Uh, he was involved in this Chabura, but he never came down to the bakery. His job was to learn uh, while everyone was baking the matzahs. And, and this was, his night seder was, was, was what kept, uh, what kept uh, everyone doing their job properly, was, was ensure that there were no shahis in our dough, ensure that we were being the kind matzah, the mahadrin, without any chametz. That was his job. His job was he did night seder. Everybody else came down for baking. And Lamaisa, based on what we said last week, not only any mitzvahs day chetamotayro, also so, so who had been shopping for you, Lulav and Esrig? You want to get a nice Lulav and Esrig, but you're, you, you keep up your star and you have your first state, your second state, your ninth state, you want to have it all the way down until Erev Sukkis. You have to take time off for your Lulav and Esrig. Lamaisa, that's what's Eiskehalten and Halacha. That pushes away your Tzalmatayra, is getting you Lulav and Esrig, is shopping for you Lulav and Esrig. That's Hechshir Mitzvah that also pushes it out of the way. Um, just on the topic of that, uh, it was it was Yadua. Everyone that was uh, I was uh, in my younger mere years. I was by Rav Asher. I sat by Rav Asher. Ari Shlita. So Gazunzayin and Stark. And everybody knew that Sukkot time. Rav Asher. This is before this became very popular. Back then it was not popular at all. They had these boxed sets. You could get a box set. And you know they had the sixty shekel set, the eighty shekel set, the hundred shekel set. And someone had already checked it. It had someone stempel on. You couldn't open it up. You couldn't look at it. You couldn't, you know, look at the, the, the TMS yourself. You couldn't turn over the, the, the Esrig and scrutinize it 
with your with your electron scanning microscope yourself. You know, you had to get it. it was someone already gave it their stempel? That was it. You know, you paid hundred shekel. Once you opened it, it was yours. You couldn't return. You couldn't exchange it. What? Yeah, wait. Uh, it's on its way. I'm sure it's coming. So, so um, back then, like 20 years ago, nobody was doing this. Nobody wanted to do it. You're a shagitz. You're a shagitz. If you don't pick out your own lulav, you don't pick out your own ezrik, you're a shagitz. It, it became more popular only because um, people, it, it, it was, it, it, people were able to get like nice schayra for much cheaper. And like, you know, you have to buy for your kids, let's say, two, three, four, five, six sets. So A, it saves you money. B, it saves you a little bit of time. So it became more popular the last, like, you know, five, ten years. But 20, 25 years ago, nobody was doing this. Your mamashu were shagas if you got a back set. So as soon as this came out, that you could pay 100 shekel and get, you know, the, the Aleph, Aleph, Ezra, the Aleph, Aleph, Lulav, so Rav Usher was the first one that did this. <laughs> Rav Usher did this. He didn't go to the shuk. He didn't go, um, he, was, he, was, he was excited about this. He, so he saw this, you know, Renison Karelitz is Besden, says this is Aleph, Aleph, great. Here you go, it's 100 shekel, Lulav, 100 shekel for my Ezra. Shoin. Why? Because Hagam, any mitzvah is deicha tamatar, even a hechshah mitzvah pushes tamatar out of the way. He said, look, I, 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 I have a heter for a hechshah mitzvah pushes my learning out of the way, but why do I now why do I have to spend an hour, two hours shopping for my Lulav and Ezra? In five minutes, I can pick it up and go back to my learning. That was the cheshit that he made. That, 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 was, that, was, that was the right thing to, to, to do, was to be Saimachan this year that gave the shtemple to Lulav and Ezra and, and, and to let him pick up the Lulav and Ezra and to get back to my learning. This, Is it, is, it's not Talmud Torah. You're not, you're not being the kind Talmud Torah. You have a head to do it if necessary and Ravasher held. So I have a head to do it, but only as much as I need the head there. Since I can get my Lulav and Esrik in five minutes, so I, beyond that, I don't have the head there anymore. He, he held you on the head there or he was Ravasher? Probably a combination of both. <laughs> yeah, a combination of both. Um, okay, but that that's, was, was well known, that he was Mamish. Uh, he, was, he was the first to, 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 to do this. Um, yeah, okay, finally, one last Hashlama. Um, we were talking last week about how to, how to um, balance learning against, let's say, davening or, or, or answering at Sibor. If you've already davened and you're there for the second minion and you're learning, so uh, we said, as long as you're doing a pitzina, like you're behind the mechitza, you don't have to say, Amen, Yeshmei Rabbi, you don't have to say, Baruch, you don't have to say, Kedusha, if you learned already, because even though any mitzvah pushes Tamatari out of the way, so we think Vinikdash, the mitzvah Vinikdashti. Should, uh, answering the tefillah b'tzibur, answering dvarim uh, shabekedusha should push tamatar out of the way, but that's divrei shevach. Torah is divrei shevach, so you don't have to stop the shevach of learning Torah to be Isaac and another shevach of the bayrei olam of, of learning. As, and as long as you're not sitting in the middle of the tzibur, it's okay. If, if everyone sees you, if you're sitting in the middle of the shul, then it's inappropriate because people aren't going to understand that you have this header. It looks like you're being punished from the tzibur, but as long as you're not being punished from the tzibur, you're behind the mechitzas in the back. It's 100% l'chatchila, a person's allowed to continue his learning. If he wants to get up and answer, he's allowed to do that as well. He has the right to switch from this shavach to that shavach, but he's not obligated to. The only exception being shema. We said shema, um, you have to say shema and baruch shem, when the Sibur says shema and baruch shem. Uh, that being the case, it, it's, you know, just to, to speak this out, I think we mentioned it afterwards, after the year last week when the, when the recorders had stopped, but, uh, you know, this business of, uh, you know, brachas parties, there's a many people like to make brachas parties in the middle of a shir. 
you know, brachas parties are a nice thing. Maybe it's something to discuss one day. You know, the, well, the whole sugi of the, the brachas parties. You know, brachas parties. People bring all the different foods and they make a shackle. Everyone says amen. Everyone says amen. Everyone says amen. Everyone says amen. Okay, very nice. But what about in the middle of a shear? You come into a shear and you're, you're, you're attending a shear and the maggot shear is giving dafi aimi or is giving a Sunday morning breakfast and learn program or whatever it is. And you have a, your coffee. You make a, 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 a kishmako loud shahakal in the middle of the shear. Right? You take out your, um, your trail mix. The trail mix. Wow, all kinds of brachas there in trail mix, right? You got a hadamo, you got a eitz, you got a mezainas. With a, with a gishmak, you make all those brachas. Rabbi it's the wrong thing to do. I know this tzibur doesn't need to hear it, and the ilum in, in WhatsApp land doesn't need to hear it, but the ilum in WhatsApp land needs to share this with the people who do need to hear this. It, it's, it's wrong. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate in the middle of a shir to make a bracha out loud. A, I mean, it distracts people. B, it throws everyone into a quandary and a dilemma. Everyone's like, well, you know, I mean, what, suddenly you have to stop listening to the maggot shir, listen to you, because, you know, Amen is such a beautiful thing. I want to answer Amen to your bracha. And, and maybe they don't even know about this halacha, that they're not chayv to say Amen because they, they're allowed to keep concentrating on the shear. But maybe they don't know that halacha. And then suddenly they're in this, 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 this quandary where I have to stop and say Amen to this bracha because I, I know about bracha's parties. I know about saying Amen. And even if they know the halacha, there's this guilt, there's this, there's this, there's this uh, tension that this person is making a beautiful, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop and listen to the bracha, say Amen. And then people, shift my attention back to Shir again. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. It's not inappropriate to have a coffee in the middle of a Shir. Go ahead and have a coffee in the middle of Shir. But you make the bracha quietly. Make the bracha silently. You make the bracha, you know, afashtila So you don't distract the people around you. You don't take people's attention away from the Shir. And you don't put people into this quandary, into this dilemma that maybe they should be saying, I'm into your bracha instead of, uh, instead of focusing in on the Shir. People who may not know this halacha, it's, it's, it's not the right thing to do. Not the right thing to make the brachas party in the middle of Tamil Torah de Rabbi. Okay, that's the final hashlama to, 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 to last week. This week, just to speak out something quickly, there's this Baruch Hashem here in the Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber, and the Ramah. Uh, get into all this, the, a lot of these halachas are very inspiring and about the, the mile of Tamil Torah and the, the Hashivas of Tamil Torah and, and the Schar of Tamil Torah and how to learn properly. So most of this is really self-explanatory. Most of these halachas speak for themselves. Um, just halachically, to, to speak at one point about this, there's a very long room over here in Chaf Aleph. It talks about um, taking money for your learning. Very big sugya. You got to get paid to learn. So he starts off with a Rambam. Rambam famously paskins, no, you're not allowed to take money for learning. That is the Rambam. It's Aser. Aser. It's a Chil Hashem. According to the Rambam, we got to shut down all the Kailim. The Rambam does say there's a hetter if someone's teaching, if someone's teaching, so he's allowed to get gets what's called scharbetelo, because he can say even though technically speaking he can't get paid for tamatero, we learned that from Moshe Rabbeinu for teaching, but you can take what's called scharbetelo. You can say, well, look, if I wouldn't be teaching, then you know I could be uh, working for um, Philadelphia. Uh, roadworks department filling potholes. There's all there's plenty to keep me busy with over there. And instead of doing that, so I'm teaching so I can get schar tail I'm getting paid for the fact that I could get paid for doing a different job. Doing this job, so you pay me for the other job that I could be doing. But stop to sit and learn. According to the Rambam, you're not allowed to take money for sitting and learning. Um, not even schar Not even schar So according to the Rambam, your, 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 your standard kailal is, 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 uh, you know, is, is not sustainable in the halacha. Maybe a community kailo where the Yingalites are uh, teaching at night, supposed to be teaching at night, learning with chavrusas at night, 
busy with the, with the community, so you could, we could hear justifying maybe this harpa tailor for what they're doing at night. That's their that's their teaching. They're getting money, being paid for, to teach at night. But a kailo, you're learning three star a day. According to Ram, you can't get paid for that. Now the Ramah immediately does bring down though the 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 um, bar plucked on this. The Ramah brings down um, from Rebbeinu uh, Yoyna the other Rishonim that they disagree with the Rambam. They hold you could get paid for learning. This is. The, the standard minigus rolls, we, we go with the, the second day that the Ramah brings down, which the Ramah is, is giving us to, to be Semechan and Halacha. Um, then the Ramah says, okay, but that's, it's okay to take money for learning, but that's when it's communal funds. But uh, someone someone wants to give you a gift, you should still, you shouldn't even take that. You should still, shouldn't, shouldn't take that. Someone says, you know, you're sitting and learning, I want to help you out a little bit, here's, here's a gift, here's a check, here's a tip. Says the Ramad, the, the only money you're allowed to take for learning is money that's coming from communal funds, from the tzibur, from from the yeshiva, from from the kailo. But uh, but uh, but a gift, dairainos. He says a dairim and abrius. Says the Ramad, you shouldn't take that for someone who's who's learning. And the shach though brings down that that's also okay. And the ayla yes on this on this on this shach. We go with the shach. The the um, the the the, the guy is mitzayin. What's the mocker of the Ramad? To not take a dairy. He calls it a dairy, like a tip, a gift, a private gift. You can't take it. So the shach says, you're allowed to take it because it doesn't say, it doesn't say if you take gifts, you'll die. It just says, take it, but don't, don't be thrilled about it. But you can still take it. And that's how he learns that the Fazik. This is the shach. So the Eilam is a combination of, we go to Kula, the kids are in all these in Yonim. We go to the Kula with the, 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 the Ramah, the Eilam goes to the Kula with the Shach, and the, the attitude is, really, the attitude is, Talmud Torah connect the Kula, Kala needs Lem De Taira to, to continue to survive, to thrive, we need Tamidi Chachamim, and, and uh, you know, Imein Kemachim Taira, Tamid Chachamim, if you become a Tamid Chachamim, it has to have some support coming from somewhere, so we, again, we have the Shach, it's not like we're butchering, we're not like we're grasping at straws over here, we have the Ramah, who's really passing the Maker, then you could be Saimich, and the Rishayim, not like the Rambam. We have a Shach who also says, if you're taking a dairim, you're taking a gift, you're taking a, a gratuity from someone, who's machshav, you're learning to take that as well. Just to balance things out, though, again, I'm not, I'm not going to walk any of that back in halacha, but what, what I heard from my Rebbeim is, is, not that this is a bedievet, chas Hashem. Not that it's a bedievet to be in Kailo and be supported by the yeshiva, by the kailo, by someone who's raising money, and not that it's a b'di'evet even to take money from someone that that uh, wants to help you out. It's not a b'di'evet, but the ideal, the ideal is a person for, for a person to be self-sufficient. That's still the ideal. The ideal is to be self-sufficient, and that's that's where everyone's coming from. All the chokim and, and the goyim, and and those who want to say don't take money from your learning. The ideal is to be self-sufficient. And, and this is just to conclude with this. Um, when a person is developing himself in his learning and trying to become a Tamachacham, it could be it's impossible for him to do that without being reliant on other people. And that's okay. That's not a B'dievet. But every Yid has to know, and every Tamachacham has to know, the ideal ultimately is to be in a position where a person can be self-sufficient. Maybe that's because he's in a career where his learning is put into a career where even the Rambam says it's okay. That's Chayar B'tela. That, that would be called self-sufficient. Or self-sufficient through he's managing... He has, he has money that he's managing, investments, things that he's managing on the side. That's, that, Lemais, is the ideal. Why? Because the ideal of a human being is we're here to be 
Mahu Af'atos to be like the Rebbeinah Shalalem. The Rebbeinah Shalalem is a Noisei, not a Makabal. Kodesh Baruch is the ultimate giver. The ultimate, the highest magic is to be a giver, not a taker. And someone who, who, who gets too much, you know, wrapped up in this heter of taking money for his learning is training himself to become a, 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 a taker, a Makabal. And that, that stunts him in terms of his self-development, that stunts him in terms of his capabilities of being like the Rebbeinah Shalalem and, 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 and makes him sub-ideal in terms of, you know, his totality of his Beinam La'atzmai. When he trains himself to be a makabal, a taker, the ultimate madrig is to be a noisain, is to be able to be a giver, and and and, and, to, and that makes one like the rebbeinu makes one like the rebbeinu and when a person, more a person comes towards self-sufficiency, the more he's a noisain and not a makabal, and that actually makes him more like Hakadosh Baruch himself, who is the ultimate noisain, who is the ultimate self source of self-sufficiency, and that's just something again to be aware of. That's the ideal. That is the ideal. A yid should have some type of mahaluch, some type of plan, how to try to get to some degree. And it's not all or nothing. The more a person gets towards self-sufficiency, the more he's approaching being like the Rebbeinah Shalaylam. And that, Lema'isa, is the ideal. Kosh Baruch should give us all, you know, bracha, parnasa, shefa, loyliday, manas, basar, v'dam, to be able to approach self-sufficiency and to be grow in our proficiency, in our, in, in, in our learning, in our teaching, and to just have be makabal ala brachas from ala zaitin, uh, I'd maybe ask him always. Thank you all for joining. Everyone should be benched. Okay.